1: And for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. <laughs> Daniel Gunk gun Go for life.
0: Peach, <laughs> you're a lawyer in your <laughs> outside of podcasting. Does that break IP law in some um, way?
1: So infringement of copyright, you need to infringe a substantial part.
0: That was the main riff of Bad yes. Boy for Life.
1: So one argument is it's a three and a half minute song. That was eight seconds of it. How can you say eight seconds of a three and a half minute song is a substantial part? Well... <laughs> this is. <laughs>
0: I can't wait for you to tell this jock lawyer who's... Firstly, <laughs> firstly,
1: that's me putting my RM Williams boots that I pretend are business shoes up on the table. Uh, firstly, give your boys men at work a call, and your um, and your mates, your Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree, mates a call, cool. and um, but the leading judgment is now about eighty years old. So you know that um I don't know what it's called that uh, yeah. 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 and that essentially is the what I call the bad boy for life example that was in the thirties or something that they were like it's only eight seconds. And they're like, no, that's the substantial part of the work.
0: Check Peach out on LinkedIn. He is a LinkedIn celebrity with his series Coffee in a Case Note. Anyway, look, that was the biggest digression ever. Welcome back to Spooko. And Peach, I reckon over the last couple of episodes, yep. I've been going a little <laughs> bit easy on you.
1: I'm feeling very cocky, I must say. I'm down here. We've, heard, we've had bad boy for life. talk Talked a bit of law. We've got a shout out for Coffee in a Case Note. I'm feeling at home. I'm having a great time.
0: So, what I wanted to do... I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, checkmate. Uh, uh, look, Peach, what I wanted to do, <laughs> what I want to do today is uh, take you down a particularly dark rabbit hole in the horror genre.
1: I'm in a pretty chippy sort of a mood, so I don't know. I, I'm feeling
0: good. I'm looking forward to seeing how your chippy <laughs> mood meets a genre called the new French extremity movement. It wasn't. It wasn't like a group of directors together, but it was like a loosely Ugh. collected. Group of French films made around the sort of mid naughties uh, Well, it's
1: not Suspiria, then.
0: Uh, no, it's not Suspiria. Okay, it's worse than Suspiria, and oh. I've already spoiled Suspiria, so we can't go back to Suspiria. Well, I'm glad that. Glad about that. But this is this is so much worse than Suspiria. This is a film from 2008 uh, called Martyrs or Martyrs 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 Martyrs. Martyrs. Uh, oh. You hear that? You hear that name Martyrs? What do you reckon it's oh. about? If it's about
1: Stig. If it's got stigmata in there, I'm going to fucking freak out. I cannot deal with stigmata. We are not having a blood stigmata one. I can deal with spooks. I can deal almost with Tony Collette turning into a spider monster and crawling off to raise Peon from the dead or whatever it is. <laughs> but I'm going to freak the fart out if it's too bloody.
0: Peach, I think it's funny how you can't deal with visceral, bloody yeah. films or suggestions when you're such a grunty, <laughs> bodily presenter. Like, I feel like when I listen to you and when I listen back to the recordings, I'm there in the room with you. I hear you breathing. I hear your oofs. I, I hear... Like, it's there. It's Your style of presenting visceral is very 3D.
1: Yes. Now, I'm also deathly afraid of blood. <laughs> And this isn't your common um, shag's food aversion type fear. Um, this is a genuine inability to process it like a grown up.
0: Now we, ha- we have we covered this in the first episode, but let's go. Let's dig a little deeper into mm. this. So when you say you have a fear of blood, what happens when you see blood or you think about blood?
1: Uh, when I think about blood, um, I start to feel a little bit upset in my stomach. Um, And this is the um, vasovagal response. I understand it's the vasovagal nerve where a lot of uh, men my age start to get a bit scared of blood. And a couple of instances spring to mind. One of them, I was um, driving uh, on the freeway listening to a podcast about the Tour de France. This was years ago. And it was about blood doping. And there was an interviewee who was explaining that the most efficient way to blood dope was to donate your own blood about three months previously, and then store your own blood for reinsertion into yourself after oh. a hard day's riding.
0: Oh God, <laughs> I'm <laughs> not then, into that either. Oh, it's, it's, that, I'm not enjoying oh, that.
1: And they were explaining, <laughs> oh, that at the end of a day's hard riding, it was so refreshing to have some nice, cool blood pumped into you.
0: Okay, so two things. Number one, Peach, I reckon you don't have to keep reinforcing that stereotype that men have to not be afraid of anything. You're allowed to be afraid of blood, number one. And number two, we're going to show you the trailer to Martyrs now. And I don't think this trailer has a lot of blood. You know, I've
1: fainted three times because of blood.
0: Okay, well, today is going to be intense. We just watched... The trailer for 2008's Martyrs, a French film from the new French extreme movement of horror films. Peach, how are you feeling?
1: Sort of upset. I don't know. I didn't enjoy that.
0: Well, can I can I tell you?
1: Although when when the person came to the door and one of the protagonists shoots them and they fly across the room, it was this like moment of levity in this profoundly grim and awful preview. That was super funny.
0: I mean, it's not it's not a movie with heaps of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you've got that wrong. Well, what's you're... it about? This is what it's about. Yeah, tell us what tell us what Martyrs about. Why is it called Martyrs? Right, right, right. What right. was that shotgun girl doing? What's going on?
1: Okay. It's a broadly um it's sort of like a man's version of a women's revenge film. It's someone trying to be woke. Um, one of the two female protagonists have been badly wronged. And there is an accidental element to a death of a, of a terrible man early on in the film. And, and, and that um, terrible man is rightly punished and becomes a martyr to their um, project of killing terrible men. Um, but things go a little bit awry, Shag, when they <laughs> make their way to an abandoned hotel... And <laughs> go down to the basement, where there is a monster
0: that chains them up. Okay, Pete's perfect number one. You've nailed it. Uh, no, you've probably never been more wrong about a plot. And to be fair, this is a this is a strange dark idea that will burrow into your subconscious oh. this, the thing about the th- the reason why I wanted to give these to you today because I think this is a good way to break down your fears because I don't know anyone who really enjoys these films even I saw this and was yeah, just like, a bit why, like why am like, I watching is this
1: good is this it's your chili analogy
0: un- like, I, I accept there's something there for the chi- let's go to the chili analogy mm. right you know how sometimes when you eat a super hot sauce to try it to be like let's see if I can do yeah. it and you eat it and you're like god oh, this is awful <laughs> it's disgusting I feel ill yes like I'm sweating yes uh, I feel like I'm permanently damaging my throat, that sort of thing. This is the equivalent of that. The funny thing is it's like, when you were talking about your your potential plot being it's a, it's a woke film, the thing about these French horror films, number one, they are not woke. They are <laughs> the opposite of woke. Uh. And number two, their production values are terrible, which somehow make them even scarier because they feel just a bit realer. Uh. It's that weird uncanny valley where it's like the worse the production values, the more you're like, maybe this is really happening. Whereas like if it was if it looked like the Avengers or an MCU film you'd be like okay well the
1: CGI is not utterly perfect so yeah. I can see that yeah okay
0: Anyway uh, anyway Pete so let's get into this okay yeah. Okay Ugh. All right the film was in French I'm going to read out you the plot synopsis in English, though. So sorry for sorry for the purists who
1: would be hoping for me reading this out in French and
0: with being subtitles. We just we didn't have time. We, we don't put a lot of work into this podcast. I do. I, uh, in fact, I can't remember when I saw this film. It would have been years ago. So
1: sometime in or around 2008 or
0: after, I would suspect. Although I can't wait for us to get to the end of this. Anyway, okay. So <laughs> in 1970 a young girl Lucy Jurin peach mm-hmm. in French uh, escapes from a disused abattoir where she has what? been yeah mm-hmm, where she has been imprisoned and physically abused for more than a year
1: oh fuck
0: now the perpetrators and their motivations at this point remain a mystery so Lucy is placed in an orphanage where she is befriended by a young girl named Anna A-S-S-A-O-U-I that sounds about right who quickly discovers that Lucy believes that she is constantly being terrorized by a ghoulish creature a disfigured emaciated woman even so Anna comforts Lucy every time she has a nightmare so starts starts terribly right starts with a awful gruesome premise yes we don't know why she was imprisoned we don't know what really they did to her we just know she escaped she's now haunted
1: by this disfigured
0: ghoul. she's haunted by whatever this thing is yeah but she has a friend in this orphanage. And... Oh,
1: the, when the friend's betrayal is really going to fuck me up. All right. Okay. No. All right. So that's
0: 1971. 15 years later, so it's now 1986, uh, Lucy bursts into the home of an apparently normal family, the Belfonds. Gabriel, her husband, and their children, Antoine and Marie. And what do you reckon she does? Does she shoot Does she shoot the husband? Sick. She yeah, kills okay. them all. She kills them all with her shotgun. The, the, the children? She kills them all. Oh, okay elsewhere Anna waits for Lucy although Anna knows that Lucy believes the Belfins are the people responsible for her childhood abuse she is horrified when Lucy tells her that she has killed them upon arriving at the house Anna discovers that Gabriel is still alive and tries to help her escape but Lucy bludgeons Gabriel to death and it's probably worth pointing out I'm not like I, I don't want to go into too much detail but a big thing about the new French extremity they don't shy away from showing these things the the camera doesn't pan away to a fireplace we yeah i'm upset yeah it's a bit upsetting (laughs) i feel a bit bad about this podcast now but also i need you to confront your fears i need you to i need you to stare
1: if you're listening and not enjoying this go back to the Freddy (laughs) one which i suspect is a wild super fun ride
0: (laughs) all right okay so after this lucy is again attacked by the scarred creature but Anna. Well, let me only- say
1: again. Sorry, can I just linger? Yeah. So, are we now certain that it's not a made-up nightmare? like Wow. Well, okay.
0: Pete, you're you're very perceptive,
1: Detective Peach.
0: If you just wait for the next okay, line in the yep, Wikipedia, yep. I wasn't oh, even through a sorry. sentence. No, no, I accept and, that. And if you remember, like in Wikipedia, a sentence can cover like 10, 15 minutes of a plot, <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, so Lucy is again attacked by the scarred creature, but Anna only sees Lucy hurting herself like in Fight Club. Uh, Fight Club style. <laughs> so maybe it is woke.
1: Oh, David Fincher is fucking <laughs> not woke. <laughs> He's like the least woke.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I keep forgetting it's Fred Durst's favourite film. He,
1: oh, of course the, it is.
0: At the height of like...
1: He loves Donnie being, Darko. He loves The Matrix. N- n- he loves Fight Club. No,
0: no, he no. no. Like, uh, look, I mean, I imagine he does love those things because <laughs> they all existed around the same. Requiem for a Dream, yep. But... At the height of people caring about everything Fred Durst did, and I still do, and I follow him on Instagram, and I think he's aged really well. <laughs> but the one thing he used to say in interviews, and he said this more than once, is that he would watch Fight Club every week because it just inspired him heaps. That's that's how you get in the head of Fred Durst. That's how you know a little bit more about it. Anyway, anyway, so 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 not li- David
1: Fincher and Fred Durst, Christ.
0: <laughs> yeah, and spoiler warning for Fight Club, but honestly, don't see it. Yeah, uh, I remember loving that film, but now it's kind of like what's that horrible TV show that was made about Mark Wahlberg's life and all of his friends Entourage Entourage I remember seeing the first series of that and thinking it was a great show
1: I remember feeling like I never want (laughs) it to end that there are new episodes I haven't seen I was like this is perfection
0: and then as it it went along and I read wider about it I realised it was awful and I hated myself for liking it. I kind of feel the same way about David Finch's Fight Club.
1: Yes, agreed without qualification. Like, it's the sort of thing you got to scrub from your mind to be like, man, your godson, Lewis, his favorite song, like Jackson 5, whatever, like Jackson Five greatest hits. He was like, okay, I'm like, no. Way. <laughs> You are not allowed to enjoy those.
0: That's that's another tough question though, because I mean he loves House the, of
1: Cards as well. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs>
0: that's sick. You, you can watch the early seasons that. You can watch the later seasons when he's out and she's president. All right, okay. So speaking of scrubbing your mind. Oh they realize that uh, Lucy's creature is nothing more than a psychological manifestation of Lucy's guilt for leaving behind another girl who was also tortured with her as a child. Remember how she escaped?
1: Yep, yep, yep. So she
0: left someone behind yep. and she wasn't being attacked by someone or seeing some ghost or something. She was just feeling guilty for escaping. She was having survivor's guilt, basically.
1: Yep, look, classic. That's how survivor's guilt works.
0: I <laughs> anyway, so Lucy realizing that her insanity will never leave her commits suicide.
1: Guilt, yep.
0: So we're two paragraphs down. How in, are you feeling? In how many? Uh I think there's four left. That was quite okay. I was sort of Ooh. like, that's a movie. The like, last the last paragraph is one line. It's uh, a so you know a paragraph's gonna be good when it's one uh, line.
1: It turned out it was Dream Warriors with <laughs> Freddy Style. <laughs> all
0: right, okay. So the next day, Anna still at the family's house, telephones her mother from whom she has been estranged. Mm-hmm. Their conversation implies that Anna suffered abuse from her parents as a child. Again, this is one of those things where it's like, the nuance is lost. (laughs) (laughs) Bing, (laughs) bing. But anyway, suddenly Anna hears some noises and discovers a secret underground chamber in the living room. Imprisoned within is a horribly tortured young woman named Sarah who proves that Lucy was right about the family. Anna helps Sarah escape, but a group of strangers arrive and gun Sarah down. Now, a lot has happened here but
1: basically I've lost everyone's name now Okay, I'm so just completely off the planet
0: Lucy's the one who escaped and killed herself yes Anna is her friend who tried to help her from the yes. orphanage and
1: Anna's come home to whose house no
0: no So Anna, this is still at the house Anna's like Wh- whose house sorry so that, the, bell, the house the of the Fonte family, family the Belfont the bell yep, sick while she's like dealing with the fact that you know like there's a lot going on uh, this is this is very typical of these films she hears noises downstairs Yeah. Uh, finds a hidden yep. thing downstairs sick and frees this girl called Sarah. Sick. But before they can get away, some people show up and gun Sarah down.
1: Sarah, yes, okay. But not Anna.
0: No. Okay. Anna gets is that, captured. Is that,
1: is that a choice? Oh, sorry, gets captured. Sorry, gets sorry, captured. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I have to let you go.
0: And uh, meets their leader, an elderly lady referred to as Mademoiselle, which reminds me a little bit of Madeline.
1: <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I feel like this couldn't, this couldn't be any...
0: This couldn't be Twelve
1: any. little girls in two straight lines.
0: Now, Peach, in the next couple of sentences, you're about to discover why the film's called Martyrs. What do you think is going on here?
1: Uh, uh, am I able to ask a threshold question?
0: Yes. I don't know what a threshold question is, but
1: Sorry, yes. I, uh, are there witches involved?
0: <laughs> is, like
1: Because is, if... If there are witches then there's sacrifices to basically mm. pay basically Paymon's back is yeah. like, <laughs> it was, like is my, <laughs> It's a prequel to hereditary. <laughs> it's a prequel to hereditary. <laughs> uh, Paymon, Paymon's yeah. doing his darndest. No. no, no, I got nothing for you.
0: Okay, so there's They're no dying magic. For the cause of there's what? no there's no demons, there's no conjuring. This is all just the evil of people, which is often like a thing that happens the spookiest thing of all. Well, it's 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 very typical of this genre. So anyway, she meets Mademoiselle cuz she's captured. Mademoiselle explains that she belongs to a secret philosophical society seeking to discover the secrets of the afterlife through the creation of what they call martyrs. Their experiments inflict systematic acts of torture upon young women in the belief that their suffering will result in a transcendental insight into the, the world beyond this one mademoiselle also believes the world is divided into victims people who can't hold torture and fall into madness like lucy and sarah and martyrs people who accept tortures and transcend so not only are they trying to find out what happens when you die they're doing it by that natural selection by natural selection by trying to by they weed out the victims to find the martyrs who are gonna this is deeply upsetting it's pretty upsetting Okay. All right. Are you ready to keep going? I don't know. I know. Like, we, we set up the first four episodes of this podcast being like, it's all going to be fun and games. Pete, this is where it gets serious.
1: Like, who's, who's, who's writing this? He's like, you know what I think is a sick idea? Torturing young girls. You know what's
0: interesting? When you actually start going into the lives of the like the artists, they're often quite tortured themselves. I thought this...
1: Why? Why? Why should this be in the world? You know. Anyway, let's do
0: it. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. This so, is
1: David Fincher style disappointment. <laughs> disappointment. I think this is a bit worse than David Fincher. <laughs> let's be honest.
0: <laughs> Anna becomes the group's latest subject after a period of being beaten and degraded. Anna hallucinates uh, again. I like the good thing about this is when you go through a plot like this, you don't have to focus on the beatings and the degradation. It's a sentence. Degrade, yeah. It exists. That happened. Ugh. Let's move on. So, Anna, after this happens, she hallucinates a conversation with Lucy and is later told she has progressed further than any other test subject and has reached the final stage. Flatliners style. All right. It's basically Flatliners. Sick. It's actually, when you dig, when you go further down into this movie, it's basically Flatliners. Sick. All right. I'm back on board. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, this is where shit gets fucked up. (laughs) Sorry, Paige. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm really sorry. Ugh. So at this point, and this is like this is legitimately fucked, and I'm glad I can tell you because if you're one of those people who've been like kind of keen to see this film, I can tell oh, you what happens, and you don't, don't have see to say it. Oh. So uh, Anna is flayed alive. Oh Christ Almighty! But she survives the procedure and enters a state that is euphoric and likened to achieving <laughs> transcendence. Mademoiselle arrives eagerly and uh, is like, "What the hell's going on?" And we see Anna. Uh, who is just brutally disfigured, whispers something into Mademoiselle's ear.
1: Is that the end of the film?
0: Not the end of the film. Two more paragraphs. All right, let's do
1: Mademoiselle kills herself and then... Peach, like... Yes! Not
0: right now. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, Peach, okay. You are,
0: you are good I'm, at guessing these I'm things. I'm pretty good little Spooko, right here. All right, okay. So members of the society gather at the house to learn of the insights and are shared with Mademoiselle. And it's, it's kind of... This is the thing that makes these films worthwhile because I could do without the grossness of it, Mm -hmm. but that creepy idea of this group and then you watch these people arrive like it's a dinner party. You see all these fancy cars show up to this estate and they all show up and they're dressed really well and they're showing up like it's a nice event, like it's a garden party or something. And there's something about that juxtaposition of, you know, the banality of that scene with the true sort of evil and like sociopathy that's happening behind closed doors that kind of makes it, I think, very intriguing and makes it worth watching for that reason. That's me
1: arguing for this film to exist in the oh, world. Like I'd prefer to watch Batman Begins. That, that sort of... It does a similar job. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> anyway, so members of society gather to find out what Anna shared with Mademoiselle as Mademoiselle and her assistant wait for the other to to arrive,
1: because of this guys' torture party. Who's <laughs> coming? It's not like the Great Gatsby.
0: <laughs> but I mean, the thing, the, like what I think is interesting about this is, like for this society, all this torture happens behind closed doors. It's mm. almost like a scientific experiment. So it's absolutely evil, but they can. Disassociate themselves from it Because they don't see it happening Mm. They just hear about it And then they Mademoiselle reports on the findings Classic And yeah (laughs) exactly So mademoiselle and her assistant Wait for the others to arrive He asks mademoiselle If what Anna said to her was clear Mademoiselle then replies yes And asks him in turn If he could imagine what comes after death He says no Mademoiselle instructs him to keep doubting before she abruptly produces a handgun and subsequently kills herself. The film ends with a shot of Anna on the table in a catatonic state. That's the end of Martyrs. Well, that stinks. What do you think she meant when she said, keep doubting?
1: I don't care. Fucking Martyrs. So I sat through that to be like, oh, we've got the secret. It's It's like reading Ulysses that's what that's like it's <laughs> please, like
0: please expand on so this like james
1: james joyce yeah you know, this book's 97 years old this year and james joyce is like it's a pretty tricky book and it's annoying to read and i put heaps of secrets and stuff in there and you're like james joyce it stinks it's not fun to read and if you are trying to deliver a message making it obtuse or trying to make your audience feel like dumb idiots is not the way to go about it. And if you're making art, then the point is to irritate or upset. Congratulations, but get the fuck off my podcast.
0: All right, Peach. Uh, I think I think we've tried the spiciest pepper. <laughs> I think we'll move on to something fun next. next
1: yes, part. Freddy. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?